At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets have been rolling as of late after beating the Thunder. Final score was 121 to 98. Hornets have now won three in a row, seven of their last eight, overwhelmingly over 500 since the new year rolled in, since Christmas Day. Charlotte is one of the best teams going right now, not only in the Eastern Conference, but the NBA as a whole. They've got a rivalry game today against the Hawks. We'll preview that one for you, and we'll, of course, talk about the recent run the Hornets have been on and and how this season has played out based off the expectations we had as we were getting things started way back in October. Also have a special conversation for you with two drivers for the 2311 Racing Team, also owned by Hornets owner Michael Jordan. Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 23 car, a first-time winner on the NASCAR circuit last season, and a former NASCAR champion. Kurt Busch, the new driver of the number 45 car for 2311 Racing. They were in-house for 2311 Racing crossover night at Spectrum Center on Friday. We got a chance to sit down with them. We'll play that interview for you momentarily. But right now, to talk about the Hornets, and also later on to help preview tonight's game, we welcome in the play-by-play voice of your Charlotte Hornets, Eric Collins, returning again here to the Hornets High. Eric, thanks so much for the time. Uh, TV voice. I'd like to be introduced by that TV voice of the Charlotte Hornets, not to be confused with the great radio voice of the Charlotte Hornets, Sam Farber. You are way too kind, my friend, way too kind. Well, the Hornets have really been playing well, picked up another win the other day over the Thunder, 121-98, to and I look back at the, the season's timeline here and while there have been some hiccups you know the loss to Houston on the road was unexpected the loss at home to Orlando certainly was and also uh, some wins that maybe people didn't put down in the column for the most part 
almost surprisingly, this season seems to be going according to plan. Uh, the first month of the season, October, the, the short month, the team ended up going 5-2. and two. That three-game win streak to start certainly helped there. Then right around 500, just a little bit below the next two months, which were extremely road-heavy. Both long trips to the Western Conference were in those two months. And now the team's surging here with a lot more home games come January. Has it been a surprise at all to you that things have gone so closely to what we thought could be the best case scenario here for the Hornets. You know what? You're so right. I remember talking to James Borrego beginning of the season, and he said, we seem to kind of hold on to that rope, man. We need to get to basically February, and then we're all downhill from there. You know, those two long extended Western Conference road trips before Christmas, you know, those could have been devastating. They weren't. And uh, yeah, you're right. You know, the Hornets right now, I was doing a broadcast on the game for Friday night and I was talking with my partner, Doug Curry. I was like, I can't think of a healthier time that the Hornets have been in my seven years. You look at the roster, everyone's available. Now, of course, you know, in the game against the Thunder, we saw Jalen McDaniels turn an ankle or a foot. But for the most part, you look down and everyone who would want to play, they're not even really nicked up. You know, they're available, they're healthy, they're good to go. We've kind of dealt with the whole COVID health and safety protocol thing. So with the schedule turning in the Hornets' favor, with the travel turning in the Hornets' favor, with health seemingly to be you know, a benefit right now, yeah, there's a ton of reason to smile if you're a Hornets fan. And even with more home games, I won't say mostly because it, it's kind of been 50-50 the first half of January, but more home games, you look up at the standings and Charlotte still has played the fewest home games of any team in the Eastern Conference. So in theory, this should only get better from here. Wow. Yeah, that's tremendous because the Hornets have been a good home team. You know, we're now 13-6 and six at home. And you know, obviously you had that awful hiccup, you know, a week ago against Orlando. But for the most part, they've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. And given great teams, you know, a run for their money on the home floor. So, yeah, I, I, this is a great time to be a Hornets fan. Six games over 500 is like virgin territory. I haven't seen it but once in my time with the Hornets, and this is now year seven. As you mentioned before, we went on the air on Friday. 15-16 was the last time that the Hornets were 60 games over 500. So this is, uh, this is all fun. The home court advantage has really been special. I, I obviously didn't get to experience it last season, uh, what with the environment we were in with COVID-19. First, uh, no fans allowed in the building. Then just a, a small percentage uh, was allowed in. Now we're seeing packed houses. We're seeing a, a really energized fan base. And it, this seems to be one of those ideal times during the rise of a franchise where they're exceeding the low expectations that had been put on the, the squad from the outside in the previous couple of years, but they're not quite at that point yet where it's not good enough to be, say, 10 games above 500. Teams like Brooklyn or or Milwaukee, as good as they're playing, fans are looking at them through a different lens, but the Hornets aren't quite there yet. It seems something that all the fans can enjoy, and, and on top of that, one of the most exciting teams in the NBA. Yeah, I think I'm closely associated with the Cleveland Cavaliers because I'm from Cleveland and and I still follow them, always had my entire life. And I'd say the Cleveland and the Hornets, two very similar teams in the Eastern Conference because there's such few good stories surrounding these teams. You know, Just like Cleveland, there's a, a trio of young stars growing together, and no one really knows how good they all could be together. The season came in and said, ah, you know, maybe compete for the play-in tournament. But now that seems like a thing of the past. You know, why not get in the top six and maybe even get into the top four and host a first round, I think that's totally doable. I think this is the sweet spot for an organization. You know, you're exceeding expectations, you're drawing fans, your players are getting better, 
they're playing the right way. They're good guys. They smile. They say good things. They like each other. They play an entertaining way. I'm just thrilled to be a part of it and get a chance to see these guys play 82 times. We had a chance to talk to Commissioner Adam Silver the other day as part of the 2311 Racing Crossover Night at Spectrum Center. One thing I asked him about was with the All-Star Game, you know, there's only 24 spots and and there's far more than 24 players that have quote-unquote All-Star level statistics. I asked him, what are some things that the NBA can do to attract more players to participate in the weekend as a whole? So if they make the roster or not for the the All-Star Game, maybe go participate in the dunk contest or the skills competition or the three-point competition. Uh, He said that the target is to get those younger players to buy into the idea that the weekend is an opportunity to expand your brand, that you might be a big deal in your home market or think you're a big deal nationally, but doing something on All-Star Weekend when all eyes are on you can really accelerate that. Do you think that might be an enticing pitch to if they don't make it, and we're hoping they do, a Miles Bridges, a LaMelo Ball, even a Terry Rozier to participate, whether or not they end up making that roster. Yeah, oh yeah, I totally see the value in that. I actually think that the NBA would be well served if they thought a little bit outside the box, too. You know, and I love the three-point shootout. I think the dunk contest is, is hit or miss. But there's so many other things that these guys can do, maybe to come up with a different type of competition. I was actually thinking a couple of days ago, and this is kind of gone the way of the dinosaur now that Lonzo has uh, uh, needed knee surgery, but I thought it'd be great to try and get something with all the brother tandems that we've had in the league in recent years. You know, wouldn't it be kind of fun to see Lonzo and LaMelo play you know, some form of competition, whether it be like a mini game or a skills competition or a shooting game against another set of brothers? You know, it could even be like a trio of brothers. You know, it could be the holidays versus the balls and bringing Leangelo and who knows? But I'm down with that. And I would love, just in this one instance, to see a guy like Terry Rozier get honored for maybe not having the best 45 games to begin his year, but for the fact that he has played so well over the last month and a half, I, th- I would love to see him get honored back at his hometown in the three-point shootout and the skills competition and something. Think outside the box. Create something for these guys because it's really not the negative. You know, who would be disappointed who wouldn't want to see a Terry Rozier go back home and be on a national stage for maybe the first time since his Boston dates and have people see who he is now as a human and as a player? I just think the more is the merrier. I don't see why you set caps on any of this kind of stuff. We're obviously hoping he makes the team. Right now, Charlotte, with its good play, has surged up in terms of getting closer in the standings, but hasn't quite cracked that top six or top five that might be required to get multiple guys in. Yeah, I think that there is kind of that magic number. You can't just be cherry-picking guys off of guys in the bottom of of their conferences. But the Hornets have been good enough. You know, I think with 12 guys, yeah, to me, that's it's going to be hard to get two Hornets. But why not have a 15-man roster, man, and have more excitement? No one gets upset when you're handing out good news. You know, I'm not just a big believer, and why not just spread the wealth? People like to smile. Give them three more reasons to smile, three more fan bases, three more players. You know, it's just, it's all good. Why not? So long as they don't mandate that every team has to have an all-star. Not saying that they can't have an all-star if you don't have a winning record, but so long as we don't have to go searching to try and figure out the feel-good story for a Detroit or Orlando at the expense of a Terry Rozier or a Miles Bridges, I'm okay with that. On that, I agree. On that, I agree. We don't need the baseball model.
Well, the, the Hornets right now with a record of 26-20, and 20, they kind of separated from the other teams in and around the play-in tournament area and are elevating their play to reach up towards the top six. Next step to getting there is continue to stack up wins. Their next opportunity tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to preview that one with Eric Collins in just a moment. But in addition to Commissioner Adam Silver being in town for 2311 Racing Crossover Night at Spectrum Center, also the driver of the 23 car, Bubba Wallace, and the driver of the number 45, car Kurt Busch were in attendance as well we spoke to them about the event and about being involved with the owner of the Hornets Michael Jordan who's also the owner of 2311 racing we'll have that conversation for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. We will preview tonight's contest against the Atlanta Hawks with Hornets play-by-play voice Eric Collins momentarily. But right now we want to play a special interview we got to do on Friday with NASCAR star and driver of the 23 car for 2311 Racing, Bubba Wallace, and former NASCAR champion and the new driver of the 45 car for 2311 Racing, Kurt Busch. They were on hand for 2311 Racing crossover overnight at Spectrum Center on Friday, and we started off the conversation by asking them about the importance of a night like that in attracting basketball fans to NASCAR, as well as linking NASCAR fans to the Hornets. We'll start with the answer from Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I think you said it right there, just bringing in a new face, um, bringing in the NBA face to to NASCAR. We're trying to grow to new heights, so any new faces that we get is important for our sport, and then vice versa. For the NBA world, you know, bringing over our culture and seeing how we can do collaborative stuff, so it makes perfect sense for us to to have a crossover night like tonight with having everybody from the shop out here to enjoy the, the the basketball game and and the atmosphere that it brings because we can learn some stuff that we can implement either at the race shop or at the racetrack that NBA provides that we don't and so it's it's those two things that you pay attention to or just how to make both sports better for everybody Kurt there's quite a few <laughs> basketball folks especially here in North Carolina who you talk to them off the court and they're talking about racing is the same true from the NASCAR perspective you get guys talking about the highlights the other day in the in the NBA yeah you definitely see the guys and that pay attention and then just as far as like the sport fandom comes out in everybody and it's it's really cool when you bump into a a Carolina boy or or somebody that's grew up here in the Carolinas and and loves their racing but they've been in the NBA their whole life Michael Jordan obviously the owner of both organizations Kurt I know you grew up in Las Vegas but I've heard you were a Chicago fan were you a Bulls fan is that part of what made joining this team this year enticing for you it was uh, like icing on the cake i guess i mean <laughs> to race with mj bubba denny um, and to have toyota ask me to come in as a veteran and, and start up a new team that's really how it all came together it was just so many signs pointing towards it and uh yeah I, I, my family's all from chicago so I definitely grew up a bulls fan cubs fan and bears fan and that was the mj era so uh, again it's really neat to just see comp come around full circle. And Bubba, I know you moved to the the greater Charlotte area as a very young person. How did your Hornets fandom maybe play into uh, joining forces with the owner of that team? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I'll have to go back to to when I was younger. Space Jam was my was my gig into, into Michael Jordan and figuring out everything. Um, but when this opportunity came about, it, I mean, there was it'd be really really dumb of me to to turn it down. Just just knowing that we have MJ and have Denny and now we have Kurt a part of our deal, uh, we're only you know trending upwards. And so it's uh, last year was a was a solid year for us. We obviously want to do better, but bringing Kurt over with this new car and everything, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. But I think we could really capitalize on it with the with the type of leadership that we do have at the team right now. So I'm taking everything in and learning, learning a lot from MJ, learning about you know what it takes to really be competitive, like on his level. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun just to dive into it and, and really get my name out there and, and be able to shine. In both the NBA and in NASCAR, there's a lot of things that the sports try and do to to level the playing field and make things as even as possible. And then there are the extra things that an owner can do to try and set his team apart, the drivers that athletes can do to try and set themselves apart. MJ is well known for his competitiveness. What have you seen as drivers under him that is helping separate you guys from the pack, so to speak, and be the best you can be out there week in, week out. I feel like just like with the interview that I had with him, I pointed straight at his heart and he says, I know you have the same type of heart and desire to win like I do. It's not even a question of your talent. And so you dive further in to just the level of detail and the extra things that no matter how small they are, you try to push forward. And that's what MJ already brings out in you just by showing up and walking through the door. Yeah. I mean, like like Kurt said, it's, it's the small things that that you don't really pay enough attention to that he likes to capitalize on to make the picture even bigger and just seeing how everything that he dives into he wants to understand the what why how when where to make it all work and to be successful at it he's not just putting his name on something just to put his name he's he is invested into this he's been invested into nascar since he was a kid you know uh he tells that story all the time and i think it's incredible to see it come full circle and have him be the full-time African-American uh, owner in our um, in our sport and just to bring his his presence to the sport. Everybody can feel his competitiveness. But the last season you scored your first NASCAR level win, doing it for 2311 racing at Talladega. Now you've got a teammate and a year of experience. So the year of experience for you with this team, a teammate who has been a champion. What are your goals and your expectations this season building off that and with uh, joining forces here with Kurt? Yeah, I told Kurt, I was like, I'm glad I got my, the first win for MJ instead of you coming in and taking that. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, last year was obviously a lot to look on, look forward, look forward from. But um, but everything what's going on now this season with the next gen car, you're basically everybody's starting over with a clean slate. Uh, Kurt's been gracious enough to give up a lot of his time in the offseason to do some testing, I and mean, that's much appreciated. So I think that's helped our team for sure grow uh, and figure out this new car. But. It's time to go now. I mean, we're only two weeks away, three weeks away from uh, getting on the racetrack. And so utilizing everything from last year, being a sounding board or, or listening to Kurt and let's taking in all his advice and having that dialogue between us two is, is going to be big and beneficial for our, for our team moving forward. Kurt is a former champion. What are your goals and expectations now joining this team, joining with Bubba? Yeah, it's um, just a matter of making the right moves and taking the right steps. And I look at Every race season, the first five races, just chunk them all together. It doesn't matter if you wreck out in one or if you're running up front in two. You got to evaluate it over a five-week period. Uh, that's going to help our team establish itself as a new car. Uh, we're sorting out the next-gen chassis and the handling and the aero, so there's a lot to learn there. And then, you know, you have 10 races in. All right, now what do we need to do better? What have we done wrong? And that's going to lead us to the summer months. We've got to win, and we've got to push this car towards the playoffs, and 
make a run in the playoffs. That, that's our goal, and uh, Toyota is going to be instrumental in helping us do that. It's kind of a common goal here, too, with the Hornets. We're, we're here at a Hornets game. As sports fans in general, what do you like about this Hornets team? What have you gotten to see uh, both in your time here in the building at Spectrum Center and just overall as fans of sports? We'll, we'll start with Bubba. Yeah, I like the youth, um, knowing that we have a lot of potential and a lot of room to grow, uh, a lot of exciting stuff that you see between ball uh, what he brings to the table, and uh, and Miles is, is, has been dynamic, and really the whole young roster, um, it's, it's full of, of young talent. So just seeing how we could continue to grow, continue to be more successful as a team, and, and uh, keep doing better and better each and every day. Kurt, anyone you are most excited to see here at, at Charlotte? I, I like Gordon. When he came in and now that he's healthy, uh, like Bubba said, the youth with everybody, uh, and then the team just seems to have swagger. Like right now, and, and they're above 500, and – it, it just gives you that vibe of, I think we're going playoffs, and we need to get past that first round. Well, they're two different sports, but one same owner and one goal that's definitely the same between 2311 Racing and the Hornets. We're excited for you guys. Best of luck in your new season, and thanks so much for joining us here today on the Hornets Ivecast. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Our thanks again to Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch for joining us here on the HHC. And man, Kurt was on the money because the Hornets certainly had swagger on Friday, beating the Oklahoma City Thunder by a final of 121 to 98 and improving to 26 and 20, making it three consecutive win it's for Charlotte. They'll go for four in a row tonight when the Hornets host the Atlanta Hawks. Eric Collins is back to preview that one after this on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Our thanks again to Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch for joining us here on the HHC. And now we bring back the television play-by-play voice of the Hornets, Eric Collins. I say television because he's making me now. But Eric, thanks so much for, for coming back. It's time to preview tonight's contest against the Atlanta Hawks. This will be the third meeting between the two teams. And I think it's interesting that there have been very different storylines each and every time they've met. The first game was in Atlanta. Hornets were pretty much healthy at the time. They had their their full component of starting players, and Charlotte lost that one. Trey Young got a lot of free throw attempts, a big double-double for Clint Capella. Hawks came away with it. The next time, the Hornets had just gotten the news that basically half the rotation was in health and safety protocols. Ish Smith came up with a season high, and the Hornets pulled out a, a surprising win that helped them stem the tide while all those players were out. Now, it's a third set of circumstances. The Hawks, they're starting to play a little bit better, but they fell as far as eight games below 500. Hornets are healthy again. They're flying high. Seems like every time we see Atlanta, there's some new set of circumstances for both teams. So how do you read this one coming into it, Charlotte versus the Hawks? Well, I think it's, it's super important because I don't think the Hawks are going to stay down uh, the entire year. I think there's just too much talent. I think that at some point they're going to make a run in the second half and uh, get back to the thick of things. And you'd love to have that tiebreaker. And the Hornets have already stole one on the Hawks' home floor. And so as long as the Hornets hold serve, you know, they get two more games at Spectrum Center against the Hawks, they will have that ultimate tiebreaker. So if they do finish tied, which is totally possible, I see these teams finishing with similar records when it's all said and done. Uh, if they do finish tied, the Hornets will have that tiebreaker, which is huge. I'm telling you. It, you sometimes you just kind of throw out these tiebreakers in December and January. You're like, eh, whatever. 
but it makes a difference. Each and every season I've been with the Hornets, we're always taking tiebreakers over the last two, three weeks of the season. So it would be really nice to get this and kind of hold serve. It would also be really nice to see where we are defensively against this Hawks team that has the type of player that has hurt the Hornets early in the year, but maybe not so much in recent games. The Hornets, over the last couple of weeks, where the defense has improved, they've done a way better job of shoring up the middle, not allowing opposing bigs to run the floor and dunk on them. Clint Capella is a poster child for the type of center that for the last year and a half, maybe more than that, has just had a field day against the Hornets. I am thrilled to get an opportunity to see how the Hornets handle Clint Capella with this game. Because the Hornets seemingly, their defense, you know, it's going up and up and up. It's currently the 25th rated defense, which is way better than it was two weeks ago when it was the 29th out of 30 teams in terms of the defensive rating. The defense has been much better, but now going against the type of demon that is terrorizing the Hornets, uh, Clint Capella, can we hold him down? That's going to be a huge thing that I'm looking for. In continuing to preview this game, I want to go through a stat to watch and players to watch for each team. We'll go one at a time, and I'll follow you. Let's start with a, a Hawks player. You listed Clint Capella. Is he kind of the, the key one in this? To, is Clint Capella the player to watch for this game? To me, he is, yes. He is the type of player that affects winning, and when he's going good, the Hawks play well, and when he's going good against the Hornets, it's trouble time. So, yes, Clint Capella is the player to watch. Can the Hornets continue with their solid team defense and keep him from having the seven dunks against us that he has frequently in years past? I would love to go with Trey Young here, and he, just because he's kind of the obvious answer. He is the all-star there for the Atlanta Hawks. He's averaging recently on this run almost 30 points a night out there. But kind of just to, to go on a different path, I'm going to say Kevin Herter is someone to maybe keep an eye on for this one. Uh, Charlotte at times struggles with these shooters. They've done a decent job, I think, over the last couple of years handling superstars, at least limiting their performance or making it difficult for them to reach their numbers. But sometimes in that effort... They they deprioritize someone in order to throw more attention at a Trey Young. So I'm going to say Kevin Herter with his shooting capability. He's kind of been up and down this year, um, but if he has an up game, he's certainly capable of pushing Atlanta to a W. Let's go to a stat to watch here, Eric, for this game. What is the number outside of points that you'll have your eye on that could determine this game? Well, I, you know, the thing for the Hornets in the last three weeks has been defense, so I guess I'm going to pick a number and try and keep the Hawks below that. So I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to go with the James Borrego number. JB frequently says that 27 is the magic number that he tries to keep teams below every quarter. So I'm going to go 27 each and every quarter. Can the Hornets be consistent through four quarters, keep the Hawks at 27 points or below? When you do 27 times four, uh, that ends up with, what, 108? So I think 108 would probably be enough. If the Hornets keep them to 108, it would be one enough, enough to win the ballgame. So... Keep the Hawks below 27 each and every quarter, and this one's in the bag. I like that one a lot. I'm going to go to the assist number here. I think Charlotte's, you know, over this run of play, even the Orlando game, quite frankly, they've shared the ball well. The Orlando game, their, their three-point shooting let them down a little bit, and to the Magic's credit, they shot the ball very well that game. I, I thought they played well enough to uh, deserve to win, um, but I think the way that the Hornets are sharing the basketball, it's remarkable, and, and especially guys like Terry Rozier, this recent run he's on where he's got 20 or more points, and I think six out of his last seven games, he's started 
starting to get more attention, and he's dealing with it perfectly. He just finds the next open guy. So now he's averaging 20-plus points a game and almost 10 assists a game. It's fantastic. So uh, I think the Hornets just continue to share the basketball. 30 assists is, is always the goal for the team to get the W. That's kind of a high mark to, to try and reach, although they did it rather easily against the Thunder. I'll say 20 four assists, six per quarter, just to, to go with that trend you put out there, uh, is a, a good benchmark to aim for. Fantastic. One thing I also want to put out there with this game, though, Hornets and the Hawks are both 3-0 this week. They're the only unbeaten teams in the Eastern Conference this week. And generally, when you think of weekly honors, it goes to someone on a team that has done the most winning. So whoever wins this game, the Hawks or the Hornets, will have the best record of the Eastern Conference for the week. And if the Hornets win and they go 4-0, you're going to have to decide who's going to get the player of the week in the Eastern Conference. And you got two worthy candidates. It's all going to come down basically to what they do against the Hawks. It's either Terry Rozier or Miles Bridges. Now, Miles has got a slight advantage in the fact that a lot of people are going to remember what he did Monday, Martin Luther King Day, at Madison Square Garden when he put up the 38. But Terry Rozier has been unbelievable. You're matching his points and assist numbers over the last couple of games. So... That's what I'm really hoping for is the Hornets win a game, sweep the week, go 2-1 and one against the Hawks, and that allows one of their two guys, either Rozier or Miles, to be the player of the week. I think if the Hornets lose and Trey Young does anything, Trey Young would be the Eastern Conference player of the week. Well, with that in mind, let's pick a Hornets player to watch, and you kind of put the spotlight on those two. Let's say that, that those two are the finalists for the Hornets for player of the week. Which one do you think gets the job done against Atlanta and uh, wins the award if the Hornets win the game? I'm going with Terry Rozier, just because I like spreading the wealth. Miles Bridges won one earlier this season, and I think Terry should be rewarded for holding the fort did not have that great start to the season, had sprained ankles on both sides, was dealing with you know that and trying to come back and figure out his role. But he has figured out his role in a great way, and he's a, a smiley guy. He's leading his team in the way that he likes to lead. I would love it if Terry kept his numbers up the Hornets won, and he became Eastern Conference Player of the Week. I love the pick. We love Terry. He's been playing spectacular basketball, but just to play devil's advocate, I'll go the other way with Miles Bridges because I think he is a matchup nightmare for the Hawks. He's certainly proven to be so, so far this season. He's posted 30-plus point performances twice against Atlanta already. If his three-point shooting is on, there's nothing anyone can really do to stop him, but just looking at him from a physical standpoint, the bigs are, for Atlanta seem to be too slow to keep up with him and the small guys he can bully and get down to the basket so just from a matchup perspective specifically I don't believe Atlanta's figured out how to take him away Bridges has averaged over 30 a game against the Hawks and so I think he'll come up with another big performance here hopefully lead the Hornets to a win over the Hawks make it four in a row and that would make it eight wins in the last nine games here for Charlotte and depending on other results here, give them a shot at moving into the top six in the Eastern Conference. Holy Toledo, wouldn't that be something? Wow, a lot of season remaining, but uh, this is uh, shaping up to be a really fun end of the year. Would be a lot of fun. In addition to a shot at a top six position, a shot at a Player of the Week award could be on the line here tonight. You can catch the game on the Hornets Radio Network with pregame on Sports Radio FNZ beginning at six. And of course, you can watch the game on Bally Sports Southeast with the great Eric Collins alongside Del Curry. And Ashley Shamity has you covered from the sidelines as well as pre and post game on Bally Sports Southeast. Eric, thanks as always for joining us here on the Hornets Livecast. 
My pleasure, and go Hornets. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we will have our post-game breakdown edition of the HHC, looking back at tonight's contest against the Atlanta Hawks. Till then, for our guest today, Hornets television play-by-play voice Eric Collins and our producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.